Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. Hey, what's going on, Clever Investors? Welcome back to the Clever Investor Show. I'm your lucky host, Cody Sperber, the OG Clever Investor. Today in the studio, we have one of my superstar students. Somebody that I am really, really proud of. Been He has played full out since day one. Been hyper-involved in the Clever Investor community has turned out to be a badass, successful, clever investor for himself. The amazing Conrado Batista's in the studio. Hey! Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for having me here. This is the big leagues. It is. This is your fourth, fourth podcast you've ever done. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you're looking good, dude. You're looking fresh. You're looking fit. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you weren't this fit. What's going on with you? Why, why, why are you looking all ripped, rich, and rare? Um, I took the challenge the, the last time when we were in Vegas and I remember you saying like, why are we not fit and rich? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, that's what it's all about is, is pushing yourself, pushing the limits. And you've been doing that. You've been in real estate for six years and I wanted to, to bring you on the podcast. You know, this, this podcast has kind of ran the gamut. I've interviewed lots of super well-known people, very successful people. And then I made this decision maybe, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 episodes ago. I'm like, you know, we're going back to the roots. We're going back to like just hardcore real estate tactical strategies, talking to real people on the front lines that are actually like just crushing it right now. Um, you've been a student of mine for how long now? About four years. Four years. And I remember because even when you first started getting involved in the community, you you always showed up. You always showed up brother. Like, and, and I remember I, I looked at, was it Cole, was Cole with me back then or was yeah, it just me and you? Uh, with Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, Cole, me and Cole were talking about, you know, I remember thinking this guy's got the ability to like go off and become great. And it's been cool to watch you over the last four years. And so I wanted to kind of bring you on the show, talk about your story. Cause I think a lot of people are going to, you're going to inspire a lot of people today. Yeah, that's... you you are, you know, and don't be nervous to be on this show because, like, I re I really want you to share your, your your like your testimony of how you got here. You're originally from Mexico. Yeah, I'm originally from Mexico. Yeah, right up on the border between like yeah, Mexico but, and Guatemala. Yeah, I was born in Tabasco, right on the border with uh, Guatemala, and then I moved to Cancun when I was about ten years because my parents, you know, they passed away when I was re really young. <laughs> wow, how how young were you? So my mom died, uh, passed away when I was one year old. Like there's no pictures, there's nothing uh, from her. And then my dad passed away when I was 10 years old. And I moved to Cancun with one of my uncles. And then I had the opportunity to migrate to United States when I was 14 years old. Wow. And, you, and, and you're in California? I landed in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they dropped you off? Yes. All right. Like, I just wanted to get you to United States. I didn't know where. Uh, but luckily, and thanks God, you know, I landed in San Francisco. And and now, and that's you're still on the outskirts of San Francisco. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, and and you're married. You got two kids. I got two kids. Um, yeah, and and as a as a real estate investor, so what were you doing before real estate? So since I moved to Mexico, uh, from to yeah, from Mexico, I started in construction, like doing labor, uh, and you know, just from those early beginnings that I always, always want to win. I always want to be one of the best in whatever I do. 
So I, I said to myself, okay, so if I'm going to be a carpenter, I want to be one of the best. And I did it. And then once I achieved that, then I was like, okay, what's the next step? And then I was like, okay, so now I'm going to join the union. I did that. Then I was like, okay, now I got to do something else. So I went and got my contractor license, my GC license, and I started building houses for other uh, investors. And I was, you know, just seeing like how much money they were printing. I'm like, someday I'm going to do this for myself. You, you realized... I'm on the wrong side of the equation here. <laughs> I need to be over there where the investors are making all the big, big money. But that's not an easy jump to go from, you know, getting hired to build a house to transitioning to like thinking like an investor. What was that process like? Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of stuff. Like I just was uh, talking today, this morning when, uh, you know, it took us like 10 years my wife and I to save 40000 And that's how uh, we got into real estate. We bought our first house. We borrowed money. We fixed them up. And then we sold it like two years. So we, we bought it with an FHA loan. And we made money on that one. And then uh, one year later, we bought two uh, duplex. Um, and then we sold the three together. And that's how I make my first million. You sold all three properties <laughs> together. Yes. And uh, and then, then I was, at that point, I was like, I'm ready to start flipping houses because I was watching a lot of, you know, those TV shows. And I knew, uh, I thought that it was just the money that we need to, you know, to become successful. Um, and I did one flip. It was good. And then through social media, I hired uh, the wrong mentor, took me for a ride. I lost half a million. And that was Whoa, the don't, don't Don't glaze <laughs> over that. What What happened there? How do you how do you lose a half a million dollars by hiring a mentor? So I hired this guy, a uh, mentor through social media. Like I did, I never had a mentor. I never had a coach. I didn't know like how much thing cost. I just knew that I wanted to make this thing happen. And he charged me 125000 And because I had that million, so I was like, okay, so I'm ready now. So I pay him. And then he wholesaled me a deal in San Francisco that he told me that it was going to be only 200 And that was a tear, completely tear down. So, uh, you know, I did the foundation, plumbing, the framing, like the matches I could to be able to sell that thing off. Uh, I bought it for a million and then I sold it after all the repairs that I did. I sold it for a million sixty five and I had it to pay commission and all that. So. Wow. So you lost money. I lost money. <laughs> wow. That's a learning lesson, though. Big one. <laughs> so what happened with that mentor? Um, I mean, he's, he's still there ripping off people, but especially in the Hispanic community. Mm. It was a waking up point for me because I just knew that real estate is one, you know, what I wanted to do, and I, I didn't want to go back and be a contractor. Um, and it was that when that happened, you know, I cried a lot, asking God, like, why, why me, why this, why that. Um, but it was that moment when it, you know, my life took a shift completely because I was like, it's not the money; I need the knowledge, and I'm gonna go and find it. Wow. And I made a commitment that I was going to go all in, no plan B. And that's when I found you. <laughs> so you were in that place where you were, you got your ass kicked. You're kind of in despair. You're, 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 you're trying to figure out what's the, what, why, why did this happen? And your mindset just overrided all that. You said, you know what? I'm not going to allow this moment to define me. I, I, I'm going to figure this out. And even though I lost money, I learned something and I need more more knowledge. That's pretty cool. I think that's a common trait for almost every one of my successful friends, by the way. 
because I can't even tell you how many times I found myself in a situation where I'm crying and my back's against the wall and I lost a tremendous amount of money. People knew how much money I've lost over the last 20 years. Millions, millions. Trying things, starting businesses, failing, trying out marketing strategies, getting no return, no calls, no, not nothing. And just having to sit there and just constantly just be nimble and make adjustments and bounce back and keep moving forward. You have to have a lot of stamina to be an entrepreneur and a lot more stamina to be an entrepreneur in the investing space. So that's really cool. And how did you find, how did you find me? Through social media, you know, it was funny because, you know, I watch a lot of your videos, like posting checks and, uh, you know, the posting checks and Chase and the Lamborghini and all that. And I was like, this guy's too flexy. Like, you know, I didn't fail for it. Uh, and then one day, uh, I think I was watching, uh, I was listening to a podcast from Carlos Reyes. And it was there, like, when he mentioned that, oh, you know, when he was working and he used to go on YouTube and watch your videos. So I'm like, okay, so that's the guy I want to learn from. Uh, <laughs> so, so the Lambos and the checks didn't get you, yeah. but, but Carlos, he, 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 he gave me a little bit of credibility. Yeah. And, and that's then when I, you finally turned. That's when I found you. And then when you guys did the Avengers uh, event, that was uh, on Zoom. Yeah. Well, that was through Zoom because of COVID. And I remember buying my ticket, you know, it was, I think it was like $89 and it was amazing. Three days. I have a picture of a video. Like I was just sitting in my living room, like watching the entire day, uh, you know, like all the content, all that stuff that you guys were sharing. And then when Sunday hit, like, I remember Cole, I think Cole was saying, like, you know, tomorrow is Monday. Everybody's going to go back and do your normal life. And there's people here that are going to change their life forever. And that's when we offered what? Wealth Factory? Yeah, the Wealth Factory. Ah, you got involved in Wealth Factory. I love that. And and th that was probably what? 10 or 15 grand? 20 grand? What was that? Uh, 15. 15 grand? That sounds about, that sounds about what I would sell you. It <laughs> sounds about some shit I would sell you. All right. So 15 grand, six months, all in, Wealth Factory. Yeah. And I was just coming through my, in front, you know, with my trauma and all that. And I was like, should I do this? Because, you know, I was just coming from losing half a million. But, you know, my mentality changed because I was like, okay, so I already have lost half a million. I mean, 15K is not much. So I'm like, I'm just going to try it one more time. And if they rip me off again, well, what, you know, what do I got to lose? I didn't even tell my wife. I remember I went to my room uh, and I was crying because I'm like, this is what I want to do. But like, I want to find the right people, the right mentor. And I, but there was like a gut feeling like you should do it. You should do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I remember, you know, I talked to one of your staff and I kind of told them like my story and they're like, you know, trust the process and we're going to help you. And I just did it, pull out the credit card. And then, so I pay. And then after, after I pay, I told my wife like, Hey, you know, I just bought a course. <laughs> <laughs> you told her afterwards? Yeah, afterwards. It's better to ask for forgiveness than yes. permission, Conrado. That's pretty funny. Well, it turned out well. I mean, you, you, you've been kicking some serious ass. It's, it's one of the reasons, yeah. obviously, the, the story at the end of it is Conrado is whipping ass right now in a very difficult market in California, outside of San Francisco. And I see you, you're emulating. And that's why one of the things I love most about you is, you know, you're not trying to invent a new model. You're just trying to per do it, right? It's like, 
this is what to do. This is how to act. Here, these are the things that you should be thinking about and doing and operating like. And then you just mirror that and then go and do that. Yeah, and basically, you know, I just follow whatever, you know, you guys told us. Like, I remember, you know, all, you know, it's scary because, like, I was doing, like, whatever you say, like, go and do a button sign. Like, I went and I was doing a nighttime so nobody can see me, right? And, <laughs> and I remember in some of the classes or the videos where you say, like, you know, just buy bring your kids, buy chips, whatever. So I did that. Like I was carrying my kids and I will just stop by a gas station and buy them, you know, something. So candy or whatever. And they will come with me and I will, you know, doing the banner sign at nighttime. Uh, I even wrap my truck with the, we buy houses. And what else? I mean, whatever you told us to do it, I went and did it. You went and did it. And, and you were slowly getting deals and you've been mainly, would you say your main business is rehabbing? Yes, rehabbing. Yeah, because that's your skill set. Yes. That's your skill set. But every once in a while, you'll wholesale a house. Yeah, now I'm more I'm wholesaling more because like I have done a ton of flips. So, you know, now I'm like... How many flips have you done, would you say? In the last two years, over 35. Boom. And these are, you know, I, I would think out of any market in the country, that's definitely one of the most difficult. Yeah, sometimes, yeah it's very com competitive. But also, you know, the paydays are really good. Yeah. All right, come talk. Come talk <laughs> money, baby. What are we? What are we saying? What's 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 one of your biggest paydays? Uh, three eighty four uh, four fifty on a flip. That's uh, a good. Feeling. But the, my favorite one is at uh, three eighty um, in five months from purchase to sale. Three hundred eighty thousand. Yes. That's a game changer. Uh, very cosmetic, and I like. You know, it's funny because. Um, that was one of my first uh, project, I think, that I got. And I was here in Phoenix. Uh, I think it was when we were doing the videos for the marketing and all that. And from here, I liked that deal in Oakland. And I think we're going to be here for like two weeks because, you know, I think one week was the class or whatever, and then the recording. And I had to take a flight to go and inspect the house. From uh, here? From you here. were at a workshop with us. <laughs> yes. And you flew back there to... To go lock that deal and, up. Yeah, on a Sunday. And that was a deal in Oakland. Yeah. Do you do a lot of deals in Oakland? A lot. Where would you say your best area? Like, what what areas of town do you focus in? Oakland. I don't know. Somehow there's, they just come like, a lot of deals come to me in mostly Oakland. Now, now is speaking Spanish a competitive advantage for you? No, not not really because... Most of the agents, you know, that I talk there in, in, in English, like now, I think in the last year, I've been focusing, working more on my social media and, and yeah, it helped me, you know, a lot too, because I'm building my community there and coaching students now to what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, look, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm watching. And I'm like, dude, Craig, there's a, there's a book out there called still like an artist, right? Um, the guy's name is Austin Cleon. If you've never read that book, read it. It's a real fast read. That's successful. People are mirrors, right? They, they mirror each other and you know what you're doing, whether it's Oakland or using whatever advantages that you're born with. I think you should use your Spanish a lot more. I think you should build your Spanish community out there. You, I think it is a major competitive advantage over me. I can't speak Spanish. I know one major phrase. Me gusta la lucha libre en tu madre. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's what I know. That's, that's what I'm working with right now. So I think, 
I think uh, you should use use that. But you know, you're, you're doing it on a bunch of different levels because I see you cashing checks. You're posting them in front of Chase Bank. People, if you're if you're watching this right now, Conrado's got a little microphone on right now because he's his social media crew is over here taking videos of him while we're doing this podcast. So you're actually living it, right? You're doing the health thing, getting in shape. Why? Because you watch me talk yeah, some shit. <laughs> I was talking shit to you, saying you you need to get your shit together. Yeah, be ripped. And how many how many pull ups can you do now? Two fifty. Yeah, but yeah, but it, you know my whole body has been shaped. Yeah, in the last in the last year. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot. You know, doing uh, this is my third time doing seventy five hard. Shit's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's a commitment. All right. Well, what what talk, let's talk about your 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 current world that that you're operating in right now. How many team members do you have? So I got uh five employees, full-time employees, and then I got a lot of subcontractors because at the beginning I was doing a lot of the work and now I'm like, you know, I need more time to focus on working out, learning new skills and doing all stuff. So that's why like right now I'm using a lot of contractors to do my flips. Okay, so now yeah. you're not doing the actual work. Other people no. are helping. And then what do your five team members do on a daily basis? Well, it's just to check like for uh, the quality, mostly like quality control and making sure that everything is like the sides are clean and keep the noise, keep the neighbors happy. So you're, they, they just go out to all your projects. Yes. How, many, how many projects do you have right now? Five. Wow, all at the same time. And how do you fund your deals? Our money and private money. Yeah. And how's it been raising private capital now, now that you have a track record? Has it gotten now, easier? Yeah, now it's a lot easier. Like I was just in an event, uh, you know, last week and there's, you know, I was sharing my story and then people come like, hey, you know, I got money here that I want to invest. Like I got my 401k that I sit in there. So yeah, definitely uh, it becomes a lot easier. What kind of returns are you offering your private lenders? Uh, 10, 12% interest. Okay. And then hard money. What what's hard money out in California right now? Um, so they're charging me now a nine and one point. Okay, that's pretty not bad. good. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, cool. And you have five projects going at one time. Are you worried about the market at all right now? No, because I'm buying them like super super cheap. <laughs> all right, what's your price points? Uh, like for example, I just closed one that they were asking five hundred, and I got it for two thirty. And after rehab, that one is eight fifty. Wait. <laughs> How did you get it for two thirty? Um, so two, three people put on their contract and they back out. I think because you know they feel like because of the market and it needs a lot of work, whatever. Uh, so three times fell out of escrow. Uh, this is through MLS, and then uh, they dropped the price to four hundred. Then my wife uh, made the call and she tried to lock it up at three hundred, and they were like, "No, we need a like a no contingent offer and no inspection." And then I'm like, "Okay, so let's do a two eighty. So we lock it up at 280. And then I went and, you know, see the property. And I just told them like, hey, you know, this thing needs more than what I'm anticipating. So I'm willing to do 250. So they upset that because they're desperate. Like they want to sell. And then I went and uh, looked on the side and there was like a code violation because they had a lot of trash. So I went back and like, hey, you know, you guys need to clear this out or I'll take care of it. And it's going to be, you know, have to deduct 30K. They were like, okay. You're a shark, Conrado. <laughs> you're a shark. I love it. This is great. So you're out there just just uh kind of just retrading until you get into the right place. But you, but at 2:30, you know you're going to make money at that. Oh, wow. Well, that's uh I think that's that's a 
one of my best, best deals so far right now because so we're putting at two ADUs. And w- once that thing is, you know, with a two, you know, we're talking about 1.5. Right, teach people about ADUs. Like, so, yeah, so in Oakland, you know, well, all California, you know, that's kind of like the next, the big thing right now, ADUs, because it's a lot easier to, you know, in terms of permitting. And what I'm converting right now is the basement. And now they are allowing two ADUs per parcel. So it's it's a single family home. And with the two, you basically, you know, can I convert that into three units? And I'm thinking to keep that one as a rental and just the cash flow there is going to be like 10 grand a month. Beautiful. And now what kind of, when, when you say an ADU, these are tiny little like yeah, tiny, what? Like, so like, a, yeah, it's ti- tiny homes, um, but they're up to 850 square foot. So I did, I have done two already and they're a really nice unit. Like you can do one or two bedrooms, whatever you want. Nice. Yeah. What is it? What are, you, what are you building per square foot right now? Between two fifty and three hundred at most depends on the location, because of the luxury levels. Okay, nice. And and do you have rentals right now? No, I had, but I sold them because you know California is tough. You know when it comes to a landlord. You're not a fan of somebody just living in your shit for free and not paying you. No, no. nothing you could do about it. <laughs> no. Weird. Um, okay, well, but you need to start building wealth because yes. that's the next level. Yeah, that's when I where I'm focusing now more. So I want to go and you know out of state and start you know buying units, multi. All right. Well, uh, and and you said you are wholesaling more houses. So whenever you're out farming for deals, you come across one that maybe you don't want to do. You're still locking it up and wholesaling it. Yes, I just yeah, we just did one. Uh, you know, we made twenty five k on it. I was telling them the story that the the owner was really stuck at four fifty. And then we lock it up at uh, four fifty, and then I went and see the property. The same story, like we dropped the price to three eighty. Then I couldn't find a buyer because it needed a lot of work. And then I went back to the seller and offered him a uh, three forty, and we were able to wholesale that in a uh, three seventy five. I want everybody who's listening to this to like really think this through because so many times as real estate investors or wholesalers, we 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 get into like a, a conversation with somebody and they're like, no, I want 450. And they're stuck on price at that moment, right? You had to make a choice in that moment. You could have beat them up and try to get the price down, or you could just lock the damn deal up, control the real estate. Then once they commit to it, then you take and invest more time, go look at the property and say, hey, this is really where we need to be at based on me really going deep and looking in, in, in all the repairs and what's going on with the comps and all that. Then you backed them down to 380 and 380 still wasn't the number because the world, as you were marketing it, told you 380 ain't the number, right? Yes. And so many people get stuck. They think that they have to do this insane negotiation on the front end when you're just keeping it simple. You're coming in, you're saying, okay, I'm a controller for 450. That doesn't work 380. And then eventually what was the final number? Uh, 340. 340. It's such a good lesson for people to, to uh, a lot of times they talk themselves right out of deals or they never take a shot on a deal because they don't really realize, they take the the seller at their word that that's 450 is all I'm taking. And in reality, 350 is what that guy's taking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you just worked that deal and you ended up making what, 25 grand? 25 grand just on that one. That's beautiful. 
And we did another one. We made 10K. And uh, now that's why I'm uh, focusing more on wholesaling right now. Because, you know, like in the past two years, there was, I'm feeling like I left a lot of money on the table, but not doing it that way. Because I was like, oh, I need to be at this price. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But, you know, as, you know, we learn as we go. Um, and, you know, every time we just sharpen the skills more. And I'm, that's why I'm always, I'm all about educating myself. Like, every, you know, I'm in three masterminds right now. Because learning more. How much you did know, you spend for those masterminds? Fifteen uh, k total, so it's like about about forty five. Forty five thousand dollars. That's another lesson for people. I cut I cut checks to get in the right room all the time. I'm proud of you for doing that because that's hard to do, especially after you've had bad past experience with your first mentor. Deal not working out. You could have stopped there. You could have said, "Fuck that! I'm never ever <laughs> ever given any. I don't trust anybody. Never again will I ever." do that yeah but the return you know on the on the investment that we you know that we do on ourselves is infinite like you know when i joined your mastermind your coaching program i got three partnership out of here just from the community from the community i love that what happened just people lending you money bringing money like what what did they bring to the table so um that's another story that wasn't really you know working out but you know uh, i made it um you know we did two flips together uh, and that's gonna because I remember you saying like I think one time uh, somebody asked you like if was if a uh, partnership was good or not and I think you mentioned like you know when we find uh, when we're looking for partners is because we don't feel confident that we can do it that we can pull it off and I think that was me because I thought it was gonna be easy you know and I'm and that being like a kind of nightmare because I had to you know carry a lot of the weight but at the same time I build my confidence that I'm like. Shit, I don't need them. I can do this on my own. I love that. Um, okay, we got to get you owning rental property. That's the next level for you, brother. You know, the 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 faster you can get over to owning real estate, because you you're still paying taxes. That's a problem. Why would you ever be in real estate and pay taxes? I mean, think about it. You know, and it took me a long time to to. To really realize this, you know, it sounds amazing making 380, 400, 200, 25K real fast. Money, that money will change your life. It'll pay for your bills and, you know, give you a nice lifestyle. But the reality is you have a business partner, whether you want it or not. Uncle Sam's going to take his cut. And until you figure out how to play real estate to play, that's, you know, the government is telling us what they want. They want ADUs. They want affordable housing. They want... They want you to own and build and manage affordable housing. And they want, you know, rentals. That's why they give us so many tax breaks. So you got to start thinking about like, okay, how do I, how do I make sure that every time I make a big check, I'm not like increasing my lifestyle, increasing my lifestyle, increasing my lifestyle. And it's, it's really hard when you're married. It's really hard when you come from nothing. You know, you want nice things. You want to, you want to do that. It's also a trap. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in, I'm reinvesting my money back into my business. And you go from one rehab to three rehabs to five rehabs. And that's awesome. But like when, when does the moment happen when you, instead of scaling the transactional real estate business, you put some of your resources towards the ownership business. So that way, if I talk to you in five more years and you're back on the show, and you're like, wow, Cody, you know, I thought about what you said. And now 20% of every dollar I make 
is dedicated towards building wealth. And I'm just going to keep parking this money over to the side and over to the side. I'm going to force myself to do this. Like, I almost want you to set up like another bank account that you don't really have easy access to. And before you even get your profits, 20% goes over there, 20% goes over there until you build up enough money just to, to, to get some better property that you can own. And I'm not talking about in, you know, a, a duplex or a fourplex or something like that. I'm talking about like either a little bit bigger multifamily or get over into commercial because that's the next level. You need the, <clears throat> you need the accelerated depreciation. You need the bonus depreciation. That's how, because you're a full-time real estate guy, right? Yeah. that's So that means in the eyes of the IRS, you're a real estate dealer, which is a good thing to be because you mentioned like, you're also like maybe coaching some other people now. Yes. Are they going to pay you? Yeah, they're paying me. Okay. Awesome. Right? Like what a great gig. You became an expert. You've invested in yourself. You became the man. And now there's some young gunner coming up saying, Conrado, I trust you. I want, I want, I'm going to give you five grand. Will you, can I shadow you for a day? Can I come to your projects? Can I get on the phone with you? Ask you questions. I got my own. Are, are they local or? Um, most of them local, but um, just in all these come from social media. Like I got student in Chicago, uh, Ill- uh, some uh, New York. I love this. <laughs> this is this way, dude. You've you figured out a way to to do it for yourself. Now you're helping others. I love that. You know why I love it? Because you're doing the business. If you were just some asshole that flipped one house and you're selling education, I'm not a fan. But because you're an active investor doing the business, I love it, and I think it's your obligation to do this. However, all that let's say you go off and you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars coaching others, half a million, a million. It takes off because they love you, right? And you build this awesome community. That is earned, very high taxable income, right? What if there was a way that your real estate monies totally eliminated all taxes from your earned income? That's the, that would be the dream, right? Yes. What's the most money you ever made in a year? Uh, 1.5. Dude, you're, at the, you're in the top 10% of the 1%, brother. Not many people ever make $1.5 million in a year. But you, you paid a lot of taxes on that. Yeah. Or you don't pay taxes and then you're, get, then you're hiding from the tax man. And you don't want to be in either one of those positions. The ultimate goal is to continue your tra- transactional real estate because you're great at it. I love that you're elevating up to manager and entrepreneur status and other people are now going to the job site and handling the shit and you're hiring GCs and they're handling the shit because you're, you're ready for the next level. But while you're earning your earned income, your real estate assets need to offset the earned income's tax hit. You get what I'm saying? It's real, it's real, it's real easy. You go buy a commercial building, an office building, a single tenant, triple net lease built, something, you you own some a multifamily, you cost segregate it, you accelerate the depreciation, you offset all your taxes. It's the blueprint of the wealthy. And if you do that five years from now, if you start today and start thinking like that, for, no different than like you heard me at an event and you're like, fuck, I'm gonna get my shit together. I'm gonna be in the best health of my life. Like what's the point of making all this damn money if I'm not in good shape, right? Whatever lit you up, something lit you up and you look great. Now it's like you got the health game. Your marriage good? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's good. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's good. Why yeah. is it good now? Well, it's just like, you know, uh, you know, doing this business thing, like it's, it's not easy, especially because, you know, I'm here, you know, getting myself educated. Then my wife stay at home with the kids and there's a battle, like, because like I see things, but they don't see it. And, you know, I have to sell them the vision. Like there's many, many times that we talk about getting divorced until now, you know, we're still together, but it hasn't been easy. Yeah. It's an investment. An investment. Yeah. Like I have to, you know, I travel a lot. I leave my wife and my kids back home like now. She just had a surgery, but there's a price that we have to pay. There is, but you always got to make sure it's worth the cost. Because I'm telling you right now, being a divorce guy, first off, it's the most expensive thing you'll ever do, number one. And number two, if, if, if you really love your family, that's your number one investment, always. And so you got to you got to lean in on that, put in that work just as much as you do everywhere else, because you'll make more money on the business side if things at home are just dialed the fuck in, just dialed in. And the way I think about it is just if every day I go to war in my business, trying to be the killer that I know I can be, just be the best. I got to put just as much energy just going to war for my family. And try to hold that together and make them feel safe and make them feel heard and make them feel like they're included. It can't be two people, one at home, totally doing their own shit. And then me way over here, like off on some island, you know, because <laughs> that's what I did. And I'm divorced. So, like, I'm only talking from, from experience, like over a long period of time, that da- that's damaging. And so, the way I think about it now is just like, if I'm laying my head on my pillow at the end of the day, did I win that day with my, my girl, my kids? And if I did, and I know I did because I'm in alignment with my words, I'm in, I'm within and take, if I make the promise to myself, I'm going to be the greatest husband on planet earth today. When I go to bed at night, did I keep that promise? Because words have power and people break their promises all the time to themselves. And and then when they violate their integrity, on the other end of that, there's a cost. Right, we get fatter, we get more disconnected, we we lose out on business opportunity, everything. Right, because people sense something's off in in subconsciously. We sense it, and so for me, I want to be that guy that walks into a room that's like, I'm fucking in the best shape of my life, dude. I'm the best lover on planet Earth. Like, like my girl can't wait to like rip my clothes off with her teeth. Like, I'm that guy that walks in and I'm just in such good shape. I'm in such good alignment with my words and people feel the difference between how I roll. And I'm killing it financially and I'm killing it spiritually. Get what I'm saying? That's next level shit. That's where you're at, bro. You're at this cool place in your life where it's like, doing five rehabs right now, wholesaling houses, making millions. Taking on students. Trying yeah. events. <laughs> throwing an event. You're throwing an event? Yeah, I'm trying an event in June. Oh, shit. Look at you go. And you're going to be up on stage, right? Yeah. One of two things is going to happen to you, brother. I'm telling you, one of two things is going to happen to you. You're either going to buy in to this idea that you're the man. And all those people are there and they all love you and you're the man. Or you're going to realize that you are nothing more than a servant that's been given a platform and an opportunity to do some good. Because it ain't about you. Even if people bring you some coffee and tell you how great you are, 
they're only going to remember how you helped them and how you made them feel. Not what you, no, no, not your watch, not your fancy outfit, right? Not, not up there talking about how great you are, but how you helped them and how you made them feel. So, uh, it's the next level, but you can be it. And I think there's a massive void, by the way. And I told Carlos Reyes this, right? Because he, I've been coaching Carlos for a long time. And I just said, look, dude, who's, what's your voice? Like, who, who's your audience? Who are you and who are you trying to impact? And there for a while, he was trying to be like this big motivational speaker, right? And I put him on the Thrive stage and I put him on the Clever stage and I got him up there and I introduced him to all the big players and he, I could tell like he was like fighting to find his voice there for a while. This was years and years ago. And then one day he's like, I got it. I want to be like the Tony Robbins for Mexican people. And I'm like, that's your voice. That's your calling. That's, that's, that's your lane. Like if you stay in that lane and dominate that lane, you're going you're gonna to be great. And you're going to help a lot of people because they need a Carlos Reyes to lead need a Conrado to lead, you know, cause it's, it's, it's hard to be an immigrant. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably hard to be an immigrant. Yeah, it is hard. And especially like, you know, there's a lot of coaching, uh, a lot of coaches and, and mentors and social media or not, but they're just taking advantage of people. So, yeah. There's a big need. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> shit. Well, I hope you get out there and, and, and do that. If you were to speak Spanish right now, and talk to a new real estate investor in Spanish. Español. What would you tell them? Eh, lo que les diría es de que inviertan en su educación. Es muy importante. Es la mejor inversión que el ser humano puede hacer. Da un retorno infinito. Es lo que yo he hecho y lo que ha acelerado mi crecimiento muy rápido. El invertir en coaches y mentores. Y Cory es el número uno. I'm going to say Conrado is now numero uno. <laughs> um, what'd you tell him? Um, what, what was the essence of that message? Sí, estamos aquí para ayudarlos. No ha sido fácil, pero estamos listos para la batalla. Tell me in English what you just said. I was saying that it's not easy, but, you know, we're ready. We are ready to do it. Yeah. It's hard to be a new investor, you know, in English. What, what advice did you give to that new investor? Well, the first thing like invest, you know, on an education yourself and bet, you know, against, because that's the best investment that we can, that we as a human can, you know, we do, you know, it's an infinite return. Like that's what I did and accelerated the process and, you know, trust in the process. Cause there's a lot of fear, you know, and like doing whatever, you know, we do, like there's a lot of times that we want to quit and, but we have to, you know, get laser focus, laser focus. And then things will happen, you know, sooner than later. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. How do you feel about the real estate market right now? Where do you think it's going? Um, well, where we are in the Bay Area, you know, there's still, you know, things are moving. You know, we're just being very careful because I've been taking all your advice. Like when, like I was doing 10 projects at the same time. And then I remember you saying like, hey, you slow down because things are going to change. And that's what I did. I stopped, you know, buying 
I just was, you know, selling my inventory. And now we're back again. But now we're doing like three or four projects at a time. So we finished them and then acquired but a very discounted price. You're buying them at a better price. Yes. Yeah, that's how it should be too. Like that was a super abnormal market, like with everything just going absolutely crazy and doubling in price every year. Like that was, that was. And also we changed it. We changed the way we rehab properties too. Like I was over rehabbing. (laughs) And that's normal in a super hyper appreciating market because everybody is trying to outcompete the next person and the prices keep going up. Right. And so you can justify putting in nicer and nicer shit. I told my business partners probably like maybe like the beginning of 2022, 2022, 2023, the beginning of 2023. I said, listen, guys, we're making a huge mistake here. We have to build for profit. We cannot build for a brand. We can't be over developing. And we immediately switched. um, Thank God. And that saved us from a lot of pain because we were on track to making a big mistake of like over we would have got caught and lost money on a lot of our projects if we would have kept over rehabbing. All right. Well, Conrado, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm really proud of you. You've come a long way. Thank you, Cody. And it's all because, you know, because of God and because of you, like I've just been following you and doing, just copying whatever you do. That's, that's why I go out there and do it and trust in the process. Yeah. Still like an artist. (laughs) <laughs> a good book. Go read that book. You should read that book. It's a good one. All right. Well, I challenge you a little bit. Five years from now, I'm gonna have you back, and you're gonna you're gonna own some commercial real estate and not be paying taxes. That's the next next stage. All right. And get good at raising capital. I love that you're building a personal brand right now and putting yourself out on social media. How many? How, how, like, how does your brand building mind work? Are you? Do you have a strategy or are you just kind of winging it right now? Like you just mirroring other people? Like what, what's your plan? Basically just mirroring other people. Like we're, in, like we're in tasting different things. But now, uh, you know, I got my social media team that we're going to start working heavy on that thing. Okay. So making a plan on that. Yeah. And, and the end goal of having a brand is what for you? Well, like, you know, speaking on stage. So that's something that I want to do too. <laughs> So you like, you you, yeah. you you want to get more speaking gigs? Yes. Okay. I think one of your goals of building a brand is to becoming a great money raiser. Because that's where the big money is. And once you start thinking bigger, like thinking about commercial real estate in a different way, not just owning it, but like, how do I scale in commercial real estate? You need a lot of capital. In order to get a lot of capital, you have to have the ability to get in front of accredited investors, right? And you have to teach yourself how funds work. I just had um, uh, Bethany and Mauricio in here the other day. You don't know them. They're SEC attorneys. I'm going to have a clever podcast come out. I'll, I'll connect you with them. They're SEC attorneys. Um, they are. We have a, a new fund that we're launching, a $100 million fund, and we're going to raise $100 million. Originally, it was $50 million, but we... We increased it to $100 million. And uh, we're going to raise all this money because we want to buy a lot more real estate, especially when the market shifts. We're in this w- weird position right now where we're in an election year and you know they're going to probably try to keep the, the market on track for now, right? And depending on how the election plays out, we'll see how the real estate market ends up. But we believe that uh, so much opportunity in commercial real estate right now, and we need a lot of capital. 
And I'm using my personal brand to be able to do that. And so once I created my fund, I'm also creating a lot of content around commercial real estate investing and what accredited investors can do to put their money into great real estate projects to earn a great return. And the more I put that content out, the more accredited investors are starting to like gravitate towards me in my ecosystem. And ultimately, that's how I'm going to raise that $100 million. And I think if you just start thinking along those lines of like, okay, I'm going to spend all this time and energy hiring social media people, bringing them all over with me. They're going to create all this content. Let's tailor out of, because the way I think about social media content is like, 80% of it needs to just be about you, your lifestyle, your life, what's going on with you, the way you think about things, you know, whatever personal stuff to allow me to get to know you. And 20% has to be hardcore real estate shit, right? Because that's your real, that's your thing. So your thing can't be 100% of it. Your thing needs to be like 20, 25% of it. You, the interesting thing about Conrado and his life and coming over here and balancing family and business and scaling and going to masterminds and trying different things. And that's interesting, right? Because people want to know about like, how does, how does a winner operate? You giving your opinions on things, but that 25% needs to be about like your real estate shit. Well, what if it was, what if you start to implement in bigger things as you were learning about commercial real estate, you were creating content around your, you learning about commercial real estate. And if you learn about how net operating income works, you turn around and create a video on net operating income, how cap rates work. You turn around and create a video about cap rates, how, what an accredited investor is. You turn around and create, you get what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, all that content's now living out there. That's like digital real estate. And over time, people start coming your way. And you need a way to pull them off of social media into your world, especially if you're going to do events and education, all that stuff. So do you have an email list? Do you have a text message list? Do you have a technology put in place with lead magnets and a way to give things away for free to pull people off of social and put them over into your world? We're working on that. Okay, that's, do you see what I'm saying? It's another business, right? Like being an influencer, building a brand is a business. And you have to start thinking about it like, oh, okay, I got to create like ebooks and cheat sheets and give away my contracts and things that you think your audience would find valuable. You give that everything, everything of value you give away. And you're just like, this is all my best shit. Give, 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 give. And then they'll love you for it. They'll opt into your email list in order to get that stuff. And then once they have them in their email list, now you go find this really dope commercial project. You hold a little Zoom or a webinar, you invite everybody to it. You break down the project, you talk about, you know, how much money you need, you set up a fund with our SEC attorney, so you raise the capital the right way, boom, next thing you know, you raise one, two, three, five million dollars to fund your project. Now you're in the big leagues. This is where you need to drive towards over the next few years. It's a miracle what you've done in, you know, in your market with, with your resources. It'd be a shame for you not to take your talents and apply it towards something much, much bigger. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Got this brother. You got this. All right. Well, how do people find you? Uh, yeah, they can find me on Instagram as at Conrado Batista and also on TikTok and Facebook, or they can call me at 415-213-2227. You know, you are the first damn guest to give their <laughs> phone number away on this thing. That was, that was fire. Are, are you going to pick up? Yeah. 
shit. I hope everybody call call, <laughs> call Conrado just blow his shit up. The fact that he put his phone number out on this podcast, just blow his shit up right now. And uh, if if you need somebody to help you learn the rehabbing game, he's great. He really is great. So um, I'm proud of you. Thank you for being on the show. Go check out Conrado on his social. And until next time, we're out of here. Take care. From your hair. Peace. Peace.